Hello and welcome to a very special mini-series of Discuss in collaboration with Our Streets Now, which is a nationwide campaign aiming to eradicate public sexual harassment through social, educational and legislative change. This series is still going to be hosted by me, Hayley Rose Dean, along with the support of Our Streets Now higher education campaigners Ellen and Helena. This mini-series is a collaboration project to coincide with the launch of the hashtag Students Not Objects campaign, which highlights the issues around public sexual harassment in higher education institutions. I'm really thrilled to be part of this conversation by supporting and amplifying the incredible work that they've been doing through this mini-podcast series. Hi everyone and welcome to the first episode of the collaborative series with Our Streets Now. If you're new here then I'm Hayley and I use she her pronouns and throughout this series I'm going to be joined each episode with two lovely co-hosts from the Our Streets Now team. Hello to both of my co-hosts. Can you both just quickly say hello and introduce yourself and your pronouns? Hi I'm Ellen, uh, she her and I'm one of the higher education leads at Our Streets Now. Um, hi, I'm Helena. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm the other higher education lead at Our Streets Now. Cool. So everyone's familiar with themselves. This is really fun for me because I normally do my podcast completely alone. So this is like a really fun collaborative mini series to do with you both. And I'm so happy that you're both here. Um, before we get started, I just want to add a quick trigger warning for anyone listening that the entire series is going to involve uh, repeatedly referring to instance of public sexual harassment. So just a, a strong reminder in case that's something that might be difficult for you to listen to. We're going to get right into it because each of these episodes are going to be quite short and sweet, shorter than episodes of Discuss usually are if you're a regular or repeat listener of this podcast. So for anyone who hasn't listened and you're here on Discuss for the first time ever, then welcome. Um, On series one, I did have the founders of the R Streets Now campaign, Maya and Gemma Tutton, to come on and talk about everything they do and the work and how the campaign started and it's been amazing to watch and see how it's evolved and the team's grown since then but for anyone who hasn't listened I think it'd be really helpful um, perhaps Helena if you could talk about um, our streets now as a campaign and what it is just to give some context to the work. Um, Sure Uh, uh, I could start by giving a definition of public sexual harassment. Um, So Uh, It is a form of gender-based violence, uh, and it includes all sorts of um, unwelcomed or unwanted attention. So anything from sort of sexual advances, intimidating behavior, or, you know, a holler or even groping that occurs in public spaces. Um, And that could be streets, park, gym, public transport, or as we focus on university spaces. So it's directed towards women and other oppressed groups within society, but it can be experienced by all. Cool. Thanks for clarifying that. I think it's really helpful to just have that sort of out there for anyone. And for anyone who is listening, you'll probably hear us refer to public sexual harassment in abbreviated term of PSH. So just for some context that everyone knows what we're talking about. It would be really good if someone could talk about what we mean by higher education, as that's what this mini series is focused on. Um, Ellen, do you want to dive into that and talk a bit about what that is? Yeah, sure. So higher education is um, post-secondary education, which usually leads to an award of an academic degree. Um, So this higher education institutions include universities and further education colleges, but also um, like music conservatoires. So um, 
our ambassadors and who we're working with at the moment are specifically universities. So we might slip and use universities, but um, yeah, higher education institutions are the people we're, we're working with. Cool. And I think it's worth mentioning that for anyone who's completely unfamiliar with Our Streets Now um, and the campaign, the campaign is ultimately aiming to eradicate public sexual harassment through cultural and legislative change. Is there anything that either of you two wanted to add to that? I feel like I really briefly one-lined it there, but you're the experts over me. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's it's a nationwide grassroots youth-led uh, movement, basically, to end public sexual harassment. So as you said, started by Maya and Gemma Tutton. Um, and we have a petition uh, which has over 200,000 signatures um, to make PSH a specific criminal offence. Um, and then obviously we have the, that's the legislative side. And then we have the cultural side, which is sort of what we work on. Um, so we've got the secondary education, um, our schools now, and obviously us, our schools now, higher education. Thanks, Ellen. Helena, was there anything else that you wanted to add to that? No, I think I think Ellen got it. <laughs> got it all covered. So the only thing that I just wanted to say, as this is the first episode before we kind of get started in talking about the amazing work you've been doing, is that this collaborative mini-series, um, my involvement with it is that I've had uh, no involvement with any of the incredible research that you've been doing with the higher education or anything that you guys have been doing with regards to the campaign. Um, we're just using sort of my podcast platform to really amplify the work you've been doing and decided to create this mini series as a space where people can really come to terms with understanding what it is you're trying to do with the higher education launch which is starting today when this goes out so that's really exciting and I just wanted to just sort of put that out there that I definitely don't want to accidentally be mistaken as someone who's been putting hours and hours of research in like you two have so moving on to um, Our Streets now, I thought it'd be nice if you two could both just talk about how you first got involved with Our Streets, um, maybe what attracted you to the roles and specifically your interest in higher education. I don't mind who goes first. Um, yeah, I'm happy to go first. Uh, so I actually met Ellen, obviously, at university and we bonded uh, over shared rants about sexism and passion for everything that is gender. And she told me about her friend Maya, who was working on this campaign. And this campaign was Our Streets Now. Um, I think back then it was not as big as it was now. Um, but I began following it. And as a student in London, it was very helpful um, to, to follow it and better understand what PSH was because I hadn't really had many experiences of um, that kind of harassment before uh, and it was a very big new part of my uni experience uh, and then when Our Streets Now was looking for new members to join their team uh, that was a, a work that I really wanted to take part in. Can uh, have a hard relate to bonding over <laughs> over experiences of sexism um, as as uh, horrible of a thing that is to have to bond over, but it is it's quite empowering to have those conversations with each other. Um, Ellen, what about you? How did you get involved? I guess it's probably going to mirror slightly Helena's answer, but be interesting to hear from you. Yeah, so I've actually known Maya since I was eleven, um, so I've sort of seen the inception of the campaign. Um, helped with bits and bobs over the years but um, yeah I think after Helena sort of became uh, and part of the campaign 
um, and was working on higher education. When it got to the beginning of this academic year and you know, lots and lots of more work needed to be done, I thought maybe I should become an official part, um, sort of uh, talk to Maya about it and talk to Helena about it. And obviously it's good when you work with your friends, I think. So it's been, it's been a good experience, I think. Definitely. So you two together have been working on the higher education launch. You've been doing lots of research about this. Could you start by talking about what the key findings have been from that research that you've been working on for so many months? Yeah, um, very happy to share that. Uh, So we started out by doing a survey, quite a small scale survey across the UK. Um, And basically what we found was that unsurprisingly, it is a very common experience for university students. Um, In fact, we found that 84% of students have been subjected to this form of harassment uh, at some point. Um, And not only have they had that experience, it's a common one. Um, I think about 49% experience it several times a month, if not more. Um, And so the kind of the forms of PSH that were described uh, in the survey foundings was everything from sort of name calling to whistling, groping, um, to, you know, even uh, rape threats, etc. And it's obvious that this, these experiences have a big impact on students. Um, So the impact ranges from, you know, this constant fear and anxiety uh, that pervades everything in your student life from, you know, whether you're going to a lecture or whether you're going on a student night out. Um, It also had mental health impacts um, that reduced their academic performance. Um, So some of the impacts that uh, were recorded were, for example, feeling unsafe and uh, choosing a different route home, even avoiding certain outfits. Um, And this distraction from education was something that came up several times. And in fact, some testimonies said that people avoided going into uni or or dreaded going into uni because of the fear of PSH. Um, Yeah, and I think although all these experiences uh, have this sort of common power dynamic within them and and, uh, words like intimidation and fear came up in the testimonies, they're also different because they're interlinked with other forms of oppression. Um, so whether that be race or homophobia, that added to this experience. Um, so the, these testimonies obviously showed that it's important to recognize that no experience of PSH is the same um, and, and that it must be understood as an intersectional experience uh, that could be more harmful. Um, but yeah, I think overall the sort of ultimate impact of PSH is that uh, it's holding women and non-binary people back from accessing their full potential at university. Um, students have a right to free, safe, uh, and equal education, and and that is being denied by the prevalence of PSH. And did you have anything that you wanted to add to that, Helena? That was really, really interesting to hear about, and I can relate to a lot of it. I'm sure there are a lot of people listening, nodding along, and it's actually really... um... It's really frustrating to sort of hear it all read out loud and, and all those results in a way because <laughs> awesome. I'm like, oh, I, I can't believe how much I'm nodding along to, to all these things. And yeah, Ellen, did you want to add anything else? Yeah, I think, I mean, the 84% statistic is just, it's shocking, but also in a horrible way, not shocking. Mm. Uh, I think so many of my friends and you know, talking with Maya about it, talking with Helena about it, we've all like experienced this at university and, you know, it's, it has been a massive 
you know, a massive in, um, influence on our university life. Um, so yeah, I guess, I guess we came up with the idea to do this campaign of following these findings, the Students Not Objects campaign. Um, so yeah, and we're calling, we're calling for change. Yeah, and I think that it's amazing that this has been raised as well, because I think I notice quite often in society, I feel like students are like a forgotten quota of society a lot of the time. You know, even now, if you kind of reframe it outside of PSH and you look at the pandemic, like students have very much been sort of left and forgotten about. And so I think it's really important that you're, you know, doing this through their lens and their specific experiences at university and higher education, because ultimately, like Helena, some of the things you were listening in that 84% statistic, like this is compromising their education. It's it's yeah. literally restricting their ability to to thrive in their education and and yeah. that has such a long-term effect not just on them emotionally um and some traumas that they might hold as a result of that but also you know if they get a lesser grade for example because they didn't feel safe going to lectures like you know yeah. the impact's massive I think there's, you could even pinpoint very directly if you, you know, you're walking between classes, say you're, you're in a bigger city and, and, or even, you know, harassed around campus, then your performance and ability to focus on that class afterwards is, is definitely reduced. Mm. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting that you brought up how they are sort of a forgotten group, because in this pandemic, we really have seen that, you know, students at higher education institutions have sort of been left behind, but also with, with this, um, with public sector harassment. I think it's really interesting because students at higher education institutions are sort of meant to be independent adults. You know, you go there, you're, you are independent adults, but there, there is a duty of care from the university, from the institution um, that needs to sort of be upheld and they need, to, they need to protect their students. And I think in this time of sort of upheaval where students have had to, I mean, universities have had to sort of reevaluate how they function um, and obviously duty of care to students is of utmost importance at the moment. I think they need to sort of take a hard look at how they um, react to and, and respond to instances of PSH and, and protect their students. Yeah, and, and kind of building on that, I think PSH is almost accepted as a, as a part of the university experience. It's not challenged at something that shouldn't be a part of it. I think if it's almost this uh, implicit bias if you choose to be a uni student, especially in a large city, um, this is just part of the package deal that you have to accept. Um, and I think, yeah, like Ellen was saying, this this care for students, it's, you know, challenging that um, is really important. Completely. And I think it's really interesting, actually, when we're talking about universities and higher education or higher education institutions specifically, to mention that you know, once upon a time, women weren't allowed to enter these places and these buildings. Um, and I just wondered, like, was there anything in your findings about that? Or do you have any personal opinions on how that might have been impacted? You were sort of talking then about the expectation of harassment, like, well, you know, and I'm sort of thinking back to, I'm sort of thinking back to things like, um, that I've read, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, for example, like encounters when she was at law school because she was one of the first women to be allowed in that institution and how she was just expected to condone so much abuse because, well, you're so lucky to be here. And although women have been going for years and years, we know that like, you know, sexism is an institutional thing that just 
continually runs. I just wondered if you had any thoughts about that and if that sort of has played into this in in any way. Yeah, uh, I think, you know, as, as much as uh, we now have gained access to these institutions and, and can take part in them and learn from them, I think what the problem of PSH illustrate is that there's still ways in which this delivery of education isn't equal and our access to it is not equal. I don't know if you want to yeah. add to that, Ellen. And I think, yeah, as you said, like the history of academia, academic literature, and also institutions, academic institutions, is just littered with the oppression of women and marginalized genders, mm. um, and particularly like minority ethnic women. And I think, you know, with PSH being such a common part of student life challenge, it sort of ties institutions to this unjust past and this sort of historic legacy of oppressing women and marginalized genders. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just think it's really interesting to bring up because I think a lot of these issues is because, you know, the, the past has never been addressed and no one's ever been held to account. And so that lack of accountability when you're referring to like universities having a responsibility is sort of, you know, you know, pushed to a side. Um, and without going into it in detail, I thought like, for example, the Warwick Uni scandal was like really interesting to watch how that unfolded and the lack of support that was received by the victims of that, for example. Um, we won't go into details because we're trying to keep these episodes like short, <laughs> um, <laughs> short and prompt. So, you know, people can Google the, the Warwick Uni scandal if they need mm -hmm. to, but I would add a trigger warning before doing so. It's quite disturbing to, to hear yeah. the account those survivors so moving on to um what's going on this week with the higher education launch what can people listening expect to learn about this week and how can people get involved so yeah it's really exciting we've got this whole week sort of um cut out um specifically for this launch um so over the course of the week we're going to be like diving deeper into some some topics within um higher education and PSH. So for example, we're going to be talking specifically about policies. Um, we've got uh, some organisations such as Reclaim the Campus coming on to the story to talk about what they're doing with uh, university policies. Um, we're going to be talking more about uh, harassment outside of the campus confines, as we sort of touched on a little bit here, but, um, you know, travelling to universities and how that um, affects, uh, yeah, uh, students' experience. Um, and yeah, I think watch, watch the space, you know, go, uh, we have a website that we're launching, um, which has on it, um, a report, the executive summary of our statistics, um, and a resource pack. Um, and then also on our website, we have things for students, action points for students to take, um, such as tweeting our hashtag. Um, sending a template letter to the head of their institutions, um, basically trying to get them to, to denounce PSH and support the campaign. And then also, you know, getting involved with um, the uh, your institution's OSN group, is, if there is one, um, and then signing up to be an ambassador, which we haven't really touched on yet, but <laughs> it's coming later in the week. Um, it is coming later in the week. We will talk more <laughs> about that um, in a couple of days. Helena, was there anything you wanted to add to that? Yeah, I think, um, no, I think Ellen covered a lot of it. But I think, you know, if unfortunately PSA is such a common experience that perhaps a lot of what we will be talking about won't be new to, to everyone. But hopefully it can be sort of a space to to find some uh, shared experiences um, and, and, you know, feel that uh, 
as a female or non-binary student uh, going through this, um, there's a whole network out there who, um, who are sharing these experiences and actively trying to work against it. Absolutely. And also just a reminder, um, well, I'm saying a reminder, but maybe we haven't mentioned this yet. We are going to be releasing a podcast episode every single morning. So every morning there's going to be a new podcast episode. They're going to be about 20 minutes. Some might be a little bit longer than that, um, but half an hour max. And we're going to have a different guest as of tomorrow. Each day we're going to have a different guest and we're going to be talking about a very specific area of your campaign or um, something in relation to higher education and PS and the impact that it has so definitely look out for that set reminders on your phones um and most of the activity am i right in thinking it will be on the our streets now instagram page that tends to be where you're super active over there is that right yeah that's right cool so is there anything else before we wrap up this sort of first introductory episode that you feel like we should mention to to listeners that they might want to know or do you think we've covered it all i think we've done pretty well yeah <laughs> we've done pretty maybe. well yeah, I think maybe just, I don't know whether we really talked about the hashtag at all, but our hashtag is students, not objects. And it's sort of the, the title of the campaign. And I think just, just illustrating, you know, we're students and we're not objects and we should be treated as such and we should, should feel safe in our institutions. And um, yeah, so yeah, whenever, if in conversations during the week. Yeah, so if you're having any conversations um, that you're putting out on social media, if you use that hashtag, then we can look out for them. If there's something in the podcast episode that you've really related to or enjoyed, if you put the hashtag on your comment, like on Twitter or even on Instagram, then we can maybe have a look and we might be able to read some of them out. So it's definitely worth tweeting about and sharing because you might hear your tweet read out on the podcast. Um, but thank you so much, Helena and Ellen. And I'm really excited about being involved in this as well and being able to sort of offer this as a space for you to talk about the campaign and just like, such important work that's being done. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And we've got so many like interesting conversations happening ahead from tomorrow onwards with different people so please do stay tuned and if you're new to the podcast then um you can hit subscribe and then you'll just get the the new episode dropping straight into into your phone so you don't even have to think or worry about it yeah no thank you so much for offering up your space yeah thank you very of course <laughs> of course more than happy to do it um but yeah we will be back tomorrow and tomorrow we're going to be talking all about um travel transport and the built environment with a special guest um talking about women's feeling of safety and um the gender step gap as a little hint for anyone who might or might not be versed in that sort of thing and if you're not then that's why we're here and we're going to be um, talking all about it and making sure that everyone feels more informed about what is going on with PSH in higher education. So thank you so much for listening and we'll be back tomorrow.